This week, there's lots to unpack. We're off to Italy. We're going to learn about some of those Italian inventions. We're going to talk about the many UNESCO World Heritage Sites. And Mark and I will give you some awesome tour guide tips to take away. I'm Rory Kerr. And I'm Mark Faye. This is the podcast where two tour guides reflect on 15 years of travel to seven continents and over 120 countries. Each episode we'll be focusing on a country from both a tour guide and a backpacker's perspective. We are no experts, but our hilarious and often bizarre stories will keep you informed on the do's, the don'ts and the hidden melons that will surely get you excited for your next big adventure. Ah, buongiorno! Come stai? Rory, I'm pumped. Pumped like every episode. <laughs> but even more pumped because, of course, where we're going is, of course, the land, the Italian Republic, better known as... Italy. Italia. Um, which does include two microstates, which are, of course, Vatican City. Do you know the other one? San Marino. Marino. Very good. <laughs> It has a population of 61 million people, and it has 54 World Heritage Sites. 54? It's a la- it's the most in the world, by a long way. Well, it's- funnily, it's 5% of the world's UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Did you know that? Well, that would make sense. And on my notes, I say 51 in total, and 40 are up for consideration. So there's a lot, and there's even more on the horizon. But more importantly, Mark, season one, think back. What does UNESCO stand for? What did you what was your response, Mark? It's United Nations Enterprise Sorcery Camping Octopus. <laughs> it's it's closer than last season. Last season it was old cool stuff. So he got the first two uh, two United Nations. Education, and science, science, and, and cultural, cultural organizations. organizations. <laughs> I was testing you. <laughs> well Organization, nuts and. <laughs> uh, so, what experience have you had in Italy, Mark? Oh, Rory. I mean, I go to Italy seven, eight times a year for work. Obviously, not now, um, unfortunately, due to the the recent events that have been happening in the world. But, um, oh my God. There is countless stories I can tell you about Italy. But you know what? One thing I will say about Italy, never, ever have I been disappointed gone Italy. Never. And I'll tell you the food, especially in those hidden restaurants around the corner, away from the main drags, spectacular. And surprisingly, Italy has a bit of a bad rep for not much English. There's actually, uh, especially in the bigger cities, English is everywhere. You can almost hear it sometimes more than Italian. You don't have to speak your fluent Italian to them. Mi chiamo Marco. (laughs) Te amo, Marco. I uh, know very little Italian. Do I sound more attractive when I speak a little bit of Italian? No. You sound like Luigi or Mario. (laughs) Uh, I used to say, Hot tradizioni. I am 13. Because when I learned (laughs) Italian, I was 13 years old at school. (laughs) Didn't go too well when I was going into a bar. So I I backpacked through Italy when I was 18. I got great stories um, and some terrible ones. I remember trying to um, 
get a train from Bari up to Venice, eight hours, and we couldn't afford the 20 euros to pay for a seat. So me and Cameron were lifting our bags on and off. We met a guy on the train that had uh, fresh bread and mozzarella and uh, tomato, and he cut it up on the, like, while he was sitting on the toilet and he made a sandwich and he offered it us. <laughs> we were starving at the time. I was like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have it now. Uh, what else? We, we did Cinque Terre. Have you been to Cinque Terre? I have not, no, um, just because I don't generally like to go where every other person in the world goes. Exactly. Grow up, Rory. But I was 18 at the time, and this was before the travel magazine yeah, started to cover. And what were you doing, Mark? You were busy playing football in Australia and didn't want to leave Australia. I was busy working on an education. Rory. Education? Yeah. Education. Yeah, and I, I love, I love, I love my education. Uh, yeah, you love teaching, do you? So, yeah, we did that. I also worked on a cruise ship through Europe, and we used to stop in at a couple of Italian ports along the way. Funny little story. A couple of months before I got on there, there was 400 Filipinos that every time they stopped in this port, they would take their bags off, and they were working on the cruise ship. And they would hold on to your passport when you got off the cruise ship. And one day, the 400 Filipino walkers walked off um, and never came back to the boat. And the cruise ship had no cleaners, no cooks, no nothing. And it was a bit of a shambles. That is a shambles. But they could get around and they could live in Italy quite easily. Now, I say avoid any of those big ports that the the cruise ships come into. It's not Italy. Stay as far away as possible. And these cruise ships come in, and it takes time for the passengers to get from the cruise ship to the major sites in Italy. So my big tip is get up early, get there before the crowds. Are you already jumping into DMTB? I'm just... You're excited. I'm just just leaving one of those there. I'm leaving one there. You're leaving a sprinkle of a trail for excitement. But, But you are excited for Italy. I am. I feel the passion. Yeah. So when I led tours with the same company as Mark, probably did it better than him, you know, not saying too much. <laughs> to be honest, it wasn't too difficult. That's true. <laughs> I didn't really set the bar too high, let's be honest. Did you start drinking coffee in Italy? Well, it's where coffee was invented, of course. Yeah, but it's... Start drinking or do you mean to like continue yeah, drinking? Yeah, it's the first place I started to drink. Uh, drinking espressos with the old men sitting up on the counters and they just... In their little ceramic glasses. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. awesome. Very, very popular. And you know what? They don't often have cappuccinos or lattes, flat whites. You're right. It's espresso. Espresso. It's their go-to. And if you push, Quick shot. Yep. Quick shot. And then you go Aperol spritz. Not a fan. It's too bittery. I don't like the taste. You obviously get it most popular in the Florence, that part of uh, Italy. Well, did you know that Venice is actually the home of Aperol Spritz? Is it where it was invented? It is. Yes. That's yes. Uh... Blue Lagoon is another one. What about <laughs> wine? Do you like the wine there? Uh, it's red. It's white. It's drinkable. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Chianti is a big one. <laughs> I hate when he does the accent. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, um, so they have the most amount of vineyards in the world in Italy. Um, How many? How many oh, would you say? Too, too, too many. <laughs> but you know what I would say, will say as well? You know, something they have a lot of, and a lot of people don't think that they have the most amount of these in the world. Olives. Did you know that? Olive farms. Olive farms. Mm. I didn't know that. And it makes sense. Because a lot. if you look at those little olive bottles, you know, when you dip in your salad... <laughs> 
But um, yeah, olive, olives, big, big thing there, hundred percent. It's that time. Oi, bruv, I'm gonna bust your head in. Mark, what busts your head in about Italy? <sighs> Where do I start? Um, look, Italy, love it. How could you not love Italy? So many beautiful places, beautiful sights. But Rory, there are a few buses of my head in in Italy. First of all, the bread. The I bread. cannot stand Italian bread. Really? Oh, why? Because they take whatever they take out of it. Is it they they don't have salt in it, or they love. add salt? No love. <laughs> no amo. No amo in España. No, the um the bread is is for most of Italy, especially. Uh, the north part, I, you can hardly eat the bread. The other it's thing, it's rock hard. Yeah, a lot of the time it's rock yeah, hard. Yeah. But I love it. The crunch. Oh, yeah. The other thing that does bust my head in is you go to a restaurant, you go sit down, you're thirsty. It's hot. What do you want when it's hot? Water. Water. Beer. Or beer. Beer I can pay for because you know. Yeah. But tap water. There are restaurant after restaurant that will charge you for tap water. That absolutely busts my head in. And you know what? The tap water that they give you, it's not that great. That really busts my head in. And you know the other thing that busts my head in, Rory? Of course, Italy being one of the most popular countries in the world, tourists love to go to the likes of Rome, Venice, Florence, these sort of places. What I hate is how the Italians, certain Italians, exploit wherever there's guests hanging around the Colosseum, whether it be at gondolas, they will dress up in whatever outfit they're in, oh. take a photo, and then they will charge extortionary prices. And they'll bully those tourists if they don't pay. Yeah, definitely. That is a very good tip for our listeners. This is one you probably have told your passengers when going, especially to Rome. They don't stop for you at a crosswalk. If you are somebody traveling through Rome and you're waiting at a crosswalk thinking the cars are going to stop, it's not going to happen. They're going to keep on going. They will. You need to have the confidence to step out and they will break. Otherwise, you'll be waiting there all day and your head will be busted. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I'm kind of like Moses. I um I just tell the traffic where to go <laughs> oh, and really? separate the cars. Well, not everybody's Moses, Mark, okay? So no. we need to give them the confidence to step into Moses' shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not often we do this. Mark, do you feel that? Do you feel that? I have the power. If you had the power, Mark, what would you change about Italy? What would it be? Sorry, but Rory, you, it looked as if you were having some sort of seizure. <laughs> Again, when he gets excited, he get, his whole body gets excited. I don't know what you were doing there. His hands were in the air like he was at a rock concert. I had the power. Scary. I had the power. Right, listen, I have no power that I want to change because I think I thought you were Moses. Out. I have look. I am Moses, so I don't need power. I just have it. Oh, okay. But I think what <laughs> one minute you're Moses, next minute you don't have power. <laughs> I no, I have power, but I I, I use I it. I think when you're I confused, want Mark. But Rory, by the sounds of it, there's something that you wanna you wanna change because I can feel it. I I feel that that can blood. Can you feel it coming in the air tonight? 
Oh, Lord. Mark, look, Italians have become accustomed to not paying tax. The country loses $100 billion in tax evasion every year. Now, one of the reasons why they don't pay tax is because tax rates are through the roof. But They're you know that has a, has a bit to do with um, our friends down in Sicily. Yes, the South. Mafia. All oh, the mafia. One thing I would change is that more people pay tax and then the tax rates come down. And not not just me, the new government only the last few years has come in and they're really, really cracking down on Italians paying tax. And their hope is that the tax rate comes down. That's one thing I would change about this country. And maybe those roads and things that aren't fixed up in Italy that go neglected oh, yeah. um, would be a lot better if there was more taxes well, paid. I have actually asked uh, the Italians if they would need any help. Um, to fix some of the, the the roads and infrastructure. Do you know people? Oh, in high places. Yeah, and because um, you're definitely not fixing the roads. <laughs> I, I really actually appreciate what you fixed for me today. I had a um, I had this uh, throat spray which was uh, which was broken, and I could not fix it for the life of me. And I asked Rory if he could fix it, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's all fixed." When I gave it to him, and he gave it back. <laughs> it wasn't fixed. <laughs> Mark, that's what I call the Italian job. (laughs) (laughs) Good movie as well. Great movie. Have you you ever led any tours um, featuring the Italian job while you were in Italy? Do you mean where the Italian job was filmed? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Was that in Venice? Well, I don't know where you told it. Are you referring to my my Hollywood walking tours? (laughs) Where, oh, this is where this is where Jason Statham jumped out of the window. That that building, it would look like a building that Jason Statham would have jumped out of. Obviously, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's where Charlize Theron got shot. Did she? Don't even remember her getting shot in the movie. Yeah, it's all I, about it's all about bringing the movie to the people. Do you know what I mean? I remember. I remember when I first started guiding in Europe, and Mark told me, "Oh, you know when you're driving along past Lake Como, do you know that big house? That's George Clooney's house." It's like really, and he's like, "I don't know, but that's what I tell people." <laughs> <laughs> told you, guide of the year. Hey, Rory, if you went to uh, Italy, would you recommend hiring a uh, Maserati, Lamborghini, Ferrari, getting stuck in their luxury cars? Well, I'm a good driver, so probably, but I don't know about yourself. All right, look, you are a great driver, and I certainly wouldn't want me behind the wheel because <laughs> I'd say the insurance, because uh, you can, there's a lot of sites you can go to in Italy where you can hire these cars. Um, they certainly take advantage of it. But the traffic is terrible. It's yeah. a risk. Again, the insurance, I, I wouldn't do it, but you being a great driver, <laughs> I, I, um, out of curiosity, how long did you last in your last uh, driving job? Very different. <laughs> How long? Uh, two months. Two months. Okay. Two months. All two right, months. It was right. solid two months. <laughs> you put your heart into it. It's that time. Or we earn melons. Eyes forward, pens down. Ride the bus quiz. This week on Ride the Bus, you're going to be quizzing me all about Italy. You got five of the best? Oh, I got five of the world's best. Kerbox, are you, are you nervous? Are you excited? How are you feeling about Italy? Uh, pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Are you feeling smart? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, are you feeling handsome? I haven't watched today, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you sharing a bed with tonight? <laughs> okay, hey, 
Gearbox, question one. Hop on, hop off the bus. In Italy, there is two active volcanoes. Hop off. Hop off. You sure? Yeah. Lock it in? Yeah. Well done. It's full. And of course, the most famous one is Mount Vesuvius, which yep. erupted in 79 AD. That went over Pompeii. You can do Pompeii tours. And down the south of Italy, it is hot. So down that Sorrento region, just bear in mind, if you're there in the midst of summer, which is where most people like to go, temperatures get excess of 40 degrees. It's humid. Just be careful. And it's also really expensive there as well. But well done, Kerbox. Well done. One point. Question number two. Italy has the most earthquakes in Europe. I'm even going to jot down a point because you've got to get this. Are you hopping on or hopping off? Most earthquakes. I'm hopping off the bus. Are you sure? Yes. I would have stayed on. The most earthquakes in Europe. And air pollution remains a severe problem. Carbon dioxide. Curbbox, you, you've got to trust your instincts. Oh, you my know? instincts for sure. <laughs> You're, You're talking crap. In Italy, there is 140 varieties of pasta. Hop off. Curbbox, there is 140. There is uh, 70 pounds per person annually. And did you know that pasta wasn't invented in Italy? It was invented in China. That's why. Whoa, 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 whoa. Noodles were in China. There's lots of other places that have made noodles. We'll go with it. <laughs> He's upset. Okay. I'm upset. You are upset. <laughs> Very I, upset. <laughs> I, I, I feel if you don't get this right, you're going to act out and you're going to get aggressive. And this is where the listeners are nervous for me. I just love my melons. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you're not getting many of those, son. Maybe it's because you're calling me Kerbox and not Melon Man. All right, Melon Man. Italy is home to the world's oldest university, the University of Bologna. 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 Mm-hmm. Is it the oldest? It's an old uni. Is it the oldest? Do you want me to give you the year? 1088. Could it be the oldest? You're one from three. You need this. So on. Well done, Melon Man. Well done. <laughs> it's the Melon Man. Well done. Well done. <laughs> I actually, I, I wanted you to get that. Yeah. Because you, you, yeah. you would be cranky. Kerbox. Oh, Melon Man. Thank you. Apologies. Apologies. The thermometer, ballet, pretzels, and the cushion was invented in Italy. Hop on or hop off. I need all of them. Maybe I said three. Out of four, maybe I said all four, maybe I said two, maybe I said one. Hop off. Well done, Kerbox. <laughs> or Melon, melon man. man. All right, well done. Pull the three, hell out there. Three from five. You were actually, so I kind of did give you a bit of a hint. So the what was? The, well, in fact, let me ask you, what do you think wasn't? So I'll say pretzels. it again. Pretzels. The thermometer, ballet, and pretzels. And the cushion. Pretzels. Was invented in Italy. Was it? Yeah. They're big in Germany. So the one that wasn't was the cushion. The cushion? Where is and it invented in? The, the only reason why I thought of cushions because there's one right behind <laughs> you. And where was and it I, invented? I panicked. Uh, the cushion was invented in... Um, <laughs> it could be Italy. In, it, it, was, it was Peru, okay? It was Peru. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take what, it. What, <laughs> we might Google that, actually. <laughs> where do you think it was invented? Canada. Canada. Canada invented the cushion. I don't know, actually. <laughs> Canada did not invent the cushion. What was the rest of the world doing, Mark? Until Canada invented the It's come to that time, Mark, that we listen to somebody with something good to say. Local Legend Fast Five. Today on Local Legend Fast Five, we have 
Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor's a uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friend of mine. Very excited. She's wonderful. Isn't she wonderful? <laughs> and she's going to uh, give us some uh, really, really good uh, hard-hitting evidence about why Italy is such a fabulous country and just some, um, some tips which we didn't uh, quite know or think about prior to uh, learning a little bit more about Italy. So, yeah, really excited for this one. So we're here with Eleanor, who is a, a wonderful person that I, I've actually only had the pleasure of meeting you once, really, but we've been in, we've been in contact quite, um, yeah. quite regularly. We met at a little uh, tour leader uh, conference in Paris, and, and you naturally fell in love with this Australian Irishman, and um, we've, been, <laughs> we've been speaking ever since. That, that's true. <laughs> so what, um, what part of the world are, uh, are we speaking to you from, Eleanor? Right now I'm in Rome, uh, quite classic, so I'm in Italy. Used right. to live in the UK, but now I'm back to Italy. You, you couldn't think of somewhere like more, like, that nobody's heard Exotic. of? Somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, but it's not my fault, you know, it's just a damage fault. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you living in the Colosseum, or where are you living? Are you at the Vatican? Or is, it, is there accommodation? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, honestly, no, no. I'm. I'm just living in a, you know, in an apartment. Uh, very, uh, very dull. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Eleanor, we um, we have some questions we want to ask. You are Miss Italy. You're representing the country. Are, are you nervous or are you excited? Uh, I think both. More nervous than excited. You know, I'm. I'm afraid of what other Italians might think of my answers. Honestly, you know, if I start saying something that they don't agree with. Let's go ahead with this. Yeah, yeah. I have a few Italians right next to me now who are judging everything you're saying. So <laughs> just, just. Hey, um, we're going to start off with food. I mean, everybody knows about Italian okay. food. Can you tell us a little bit about the Italian food? What what sort of types of food to expect when we uh, go to Italy? Okay, so I think we have a lot of, um, there's a lot of varied food you can try. Um, I think people tend to think that we only eat carbs, which is not completely true. Um, especially in Rome, if you like meat, there is one dish in particular. This is kind of unique, and I think you should try it. It's called uh, coda alla vaccinara, and it's basically oxtail. Um, so I know, I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. It's made with like leftovers and interiors of the animal, uh, including the tail. But it's very, very good, and uh, it's cooked with very vegetable, celery, carrots. Uh, so it's uh, it's really, really good. But there's so many different food you can try. The thing is, the our cuisine is varied. So if you go to northern Italy, a lot of soups, a lot of uh, uh, I don't know the polenta. I don't know if you've heard about it. Mm -hmm. That is another uh, unique dish. And if you go to southern Italy, a lot of fried stuff as well. So arancini or, uh, for example, um, a lot of uh, soft food with tomatoes and mozzarella and prosciutto in it. And the aperitif, of course, you know, with a lot of salami and cheese. Yeah. So I don't know. I could go on and on and talking about food for hours because uh, it's so varied. And is it is it common for Italians to, to cook this food at home or is it more you just go out and eat it? Because you guys are very much mm. like go out and, and have a social time. It almost feels like you do it every night. Well, not, not really every night, but I'd say at least once a week maybe. We like to go out and, yes, have a night out and, a, you know, dinner with our friends, uh, whether that is uh, at a pizzeria or, for example, at a restaurant. I mean, I think... 
Uh, we tend to cook most of our food at home during the week, but then, for example, on Friday night, we go out and we like to have dinner with our friends. So, yes, we really like to, to eat, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect answer. And tell me this, is there anything um, strange or unique about Italy that, that our listeners maybe would be interested in knowing? You mean about, like, our culture or, uh, yep. you know, practices? Anything. Uh, well, we- I like I'm, I'm super strange. So I'm wondering if there's any, any, any Italians that are super strange. Okay, so maybe something that I, um, I don't know. It's a habit more than a practice, I think. And um, this is something that you know foreigners, not non-Italians, find a bit strange when they come to Italy. And I think it's the staring habit. So uh, we are very curious and a lot of gossipy as well. I mean, some, some Italians are very gossipy. Uh, so when you come to Italy, get ready to be stared at because it's not only the men stares, you know, it's the old ladies, the mom with the child, it's even the child, which I guess is more normal because kids stare all the time. And, you know, the funny thing is we know that it's not okay. You know, in theory, we know we shouldn't stare at people, but still we can't help ourselves. So it's not that we want to be, you know, rude or anything. It's yeah. just we're very curious. So, yeah, I think there's something strange maybe. And, yeah, that, that a lot of non-Italians don't really understand. Yeah. I, that, that, that actually answers the question why in Paris you literally could not stop looking at me. When I was going to the bathroom and you, and you were looking at me <laughs> entering the bathroom, I was like, what is this girl about? But um, no, that's awesome. Hey, um, what about some hidden uh, hidden uh, gems of Italy? Is there some some somewhere we must go if we go to Italy? Okay, so this is a difficult question because, of course, there are so many beautiful places. But um, if I have to name one, I would probably say uh, Salento. Uh, so it's it's not a town. It's like it's an area. It's the southernmost area of Apulia region, mm-hmm. which is in southern Italy, and the sea is stunning. Uh, there is a place, a beach that is called the Maldives of Italy. So just to give you an idea of how great the water is. Um, and if you like art and architecture, then Baroque is the main theme. Um, and yeah, all the villages and towns around the, uh, the area are just amazing. Um, and there is a town where, I don't know if you know a little bit about the geography of Italy. So it's a peninsula and, uh, um, the, it's called the Union Sea, I think, in English, and the Adriatic Sea, they melt into one, and it all happens in, in Salento. Yeah, I mean, a lot of foreigners don't know this area, because they tend to go to Sicily or to Sardinia, which are stunning, but definitely go to Puglia if you can, um, and to Salento. And what is what is the English like there, and is it quite is it quite cheap there in comparison to the bigger cities like Florence, Rome, Venice, Siena, these sort of places? Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, the major city is Mason, uh, which I think doesn't get to one million inhabitants, definitely not, much less than that. Um, it's more like the small towns and villages. It's very picturesque. And um, so it's not, there aren't, very, there, there aren't a lot of big cities. So Lecce is the biggest. I'm not sure how, how many people live there. Uh, but it's more about the sea and the coast. So if you like going to the beach and, uh, you know, enjoying the sun and uh, good food and also snorkeling, I think, you know, because uh, the coast is so beautiful and uh, the water is great. So if you like, you know, all water sports or snorkeling or just, uh, you know, swimming, yeah. that's, that's the place for you. Ah, awesome. And is the English pretty good in those towns? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It depends. 
I mean, it depends on where you go. Since it's, it's, it's becoming a bit more touristy lately, my advice would be try and um, talk to young people. You know, don't ask the elderly for directions or anything uh, <laughs> because I think they're going to be <laughs> of much help. But if you ask young people, I'm sure they're going to be able to, to help you and they definitely speak English. It might not be the great English I've ever, but I think... You're going to find someone that speaks English anyway. Yeah. And but do you not, know what? The old, not, not the elderly. And do you know what? Sometimes that's a sign of a better place where, like a more authentic place when you don't hear a second language more common than the first. You know, in Venice, I hear more English yeah, than I hear absolutely. Italian. It's not like that in Salento. I mean, Venice is so touristy. The whole world knows about Venice. So it's different in, 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 in Salento. I think it has to be... You know, people don't really know uh, much about it, especially non-Italians, and that's why it has been kept more authentic. Yeah. Again, it's getting a bit more, more touristy lately. But still, uh, yeah, just go and experience it for yourself. Really. No, that's my best advice. I think that, that's great advice. And do you know what? For me, I could practice my, my Italian. I, I was um I was graded the, the, the worst in my class. In fact... All the kids in my class got some sort of like award, you know, at the end of the year for Italian. My teacher gave me a okay. um, a, a participation um, award, which was just a little sticker to say <laughs> really? thanks, for, thanks for trying. So, <laughs> hey, um, what I want to ask you is, what do you consider the best thing about living in in Italy? Is okay, the best thing I think maybe um, the general lifestyle. I mean, I know it sounds very cliche, but you know, small things like. The weather just makes me feel so happy and the chatty attitude of people. I think also the sense of family, of belonging. Yeah. I think we are more yeah, laid back than most Europeans are. So maybe that's the thing I like the most. Yeah. And is it like, if you want to get around, is the public transport good? Would you consider the buses, trains and all that sort of um, jazz? Well, depends. Um, I'm a bit ashamed of saying this because it doesn't... You know, um, I'm not very proud of, <laughs> of, of these parts of Italy. Uh, it depends on where you are. So I think in northern Italy, it, it's fine. Public transport is fine. You can get around fine by bike too. Yeah. But as, you, as, as soon as you get to the center or to the south of Italy, I'd say just rent a car. <laughs> because, I mean, public transport is not very reliable, especially in Rome. Um, oh, yeah. And especially in southern Italy. Yeah, the connection is not great. The problem is also that the traffic is pretty bad. So, oh. I mean, just, overall, I'd say just good luck with transportation in Italy. <laughs> hey, hold on. Are you talking about Italy? Are you sure? There's traffic in Italy? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, what would you... Yeah, just a little bit. What would you, like, while we're on something sort of, I guess, negative, what would you say is something you'd want to change about Italy if you had the power to change something? Oh, so many things. Um, <laughs> I, I'd say maybe the fact that... No, I love my country, but there are so many downside. Uh, I think maybe what I really don't like about Italians is that they can be very judgmental and a bit superficial at times. You know, when I was talking about the staring habit, that's yeah. something that is very typical, but at the same time, it really bothers me. So we tend sometimes to give more importance to the cover rather than to the book. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm generalizing here, but I think sometimes we should focus more on the substance rather than on how things look. Yep, fair enough. No, that's good. And yeah, and, and maybe we're not so good at um, organizing things in general. <laughs> we're a bit messy, which is, I think, both a good, a good, you know, something positive about Italy and negative at the same time. Yeah. So we are more laid back and uh, we don't stress so much. 
uh, about so many things that you know people stress over if you go to Northern Europe especially, but at the same time we could be better at organizing and at timekeeping especially yeah no yeah i agree you um i I don't see many italians with watches that's a good point um (laughs) i i have uh i have one last what they are we really don't know what a watch is (laughs) i have one last question what um what advice would you give to um somebody traveling to your country like is there you know if a foreigner was coming never been to italy before what advice would you give them so buy a good um guidebook probably i think i'd say learn a few words in italian i mean of course you don't have to be proficient at it just a few sentences a few words because again if you go to to, to big cities such as rome venice florence people do speak english but still um i think it's uh, useful to know at least a few words and people always appreciate that when you know they see that you can uh, communicate a little bit. Don't expect everybody, you know, to be there and uh, speak your language, whatever, you know, whether yeah. that is English or any other language. Because still, you are in a different country. So I think you should be able to, I don't know, uh, be open. Yeah. yeah. And don't stop the stereotypes. Try and find out more of the authentic culture. Make friends with locals if you can. I, I know it's not always easy because of the language barrier and everything. But I think that's the best way to really get to know um, a different culture. And um, we have a lot of male listeners to the show. Would speaking a bit of Italian or in the pub maybe <laughs> um, be beneficial for the leaders? Oh, really? Yeah, I've heard this thing that, you know, Italian sounds very sexy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much so. But it would, it be, would it be beneficial for the gentlemen to speak a bit of Italian to the to the women of Italy? Would yeah, they appreciate why that? why not? <laughs> yeah, hey, um, definitely, definitely. Elena, mi chiamo Marco, ti amo. <laughs> okay, so one more piece of advice, uh, <laughs> because a lot of foreigners tend to, you know, mimic the Italian I, accent. I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going yeah, with this. Yeah, I hate it. I, you know I hate this, you know, because, I mean, every time Mark tries and, you know, speak Italian, he always exaggerates, you always exaggerate, you know, with the accent, and I and this really don't know pulled me up on that a couple of times so no that's some good advice and Elena you you have given a outstanding um little uh, introduction to our listeners about Italy so we want to we want to say thank you and uh we really really thank look you. forward to get back to Elise I'm really really excited like I'm sure other people are so so thank you well thank you for having me as a guest did somebody say DMTB tap What are your top three tips for our listeners from Italy? I will say this is a big thing, especially in Europe, but especially in Italy. Ask for the price first. Great tip. Great Many tip. a times I've had passengers all excited about getting some gelato. They've got their two or three scoops of gelato, which would be what? €3.20, €3.50, €4.00, €5.00 max. I've had passengers charged over 15 euros. Yeah. Always ask for the price first. The other thing, a little tip, is drinking is fine. Drinking on the street, it's common. Peroni's, Birra, Maretti's, drinking wine. But one little tip is do not drink your alcoholic beverage outside or on the steps of a church. It's considered, one, very, very disrespectful, and two, you can get a massive fine. 
And uh, my third tip, it comes to Venice, and this may surprise you, Rory. Big thing a lot of people like to see is the Venetian lace glass, which of course was from the two islands, Murano and Burano. Don't waste your time. It's expensive to get there. You see a show which you can see on the mainland, it wastes time. Time is precious, money is precious. Stay on the mainland, you can learn all about the lace glass, experiencing it there. Good tips, Mark. Very good tips. Probably the three best tips you've given us on the, this. The podcast. entire time you were smiling, like, yeah, I, I think that's a great tip. That's a great tip, and that that gave me confidence. And the second one, I was like, yep. So my three tips. Uh, first thing, place I fell in love with is Siena. If you haven't been there, it's got seventeen historic contrada. Now, Contrada is little village. They've got their own chapels, their own flags, their own traditions, their own holidays, their own patron saints, and they're all different. Mm-hmm. Now, Siena was the last city to fall to the Florentine <laughs> army. Now, um, this city, these little Contradas were different armies, and these armies would fight against the Florentines. Every year, there is two El Palios go to Siena, Make sure you're there for El Palio. It's about a week. It's a horse race around a square. And they get right into it. They kick each other off. They bump square each other off. Oval. A square. Oval. <laughs> it's a square. It's an oval. I think it's more like a rectangle of square. <laughs> I will meet in the middle, rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, El Palio. Check it out. While you're in Siena, also take a, a tour out to some of the Tuscan villages. There's perched up on clifftops. Absolutely. Go and explore them, cobblestone Good. streets. Uh, off the beaten track, one place I want to go is Trieste. Uh, now it's in the eastern corner of northern Italy. Beautiful architecture, caves. It's close to Slovenia. And it's also close to my favourite place in the world, Istria. And my third and final tip has to be around Rome. Rome has two train lines. They've tried to build a third one for a long time, but every time they dig down, they find some more artefacts. So it's taken them decades and decades. So buses are pretty good. Watch out for pickpockets on Roman public transport and around those tourist attractions. Anywhere in Italy. Especially in Rome, I found. Spend the money to get a good guide. It will take the Vatican Colosseum to life. I remember going to the Vatican the first time and I walked through. I was an 18-year-old and said, boring. Walked through in my 20s, late 20s, when I was becoming a guide and I was like, wow, this is a different place to when I walked through it last time. What did you learn, Rory? What was was what did you take that you've still got in the memory bank right now? There was tapestry in one of the walls that actually you look at the eyes and they followed you around the room. <laughs> Anyways, now you're going to be walking about Rome. Uh, you're going to want food. Uh, one of the places we used to take guests was Alfredo Alascoffa. It is famous for its fettuccine Alfredo. And the fettuccine Alfredo is pretty good. My recommendation, when you go there, we used to get a small lasagna for starters. The lasagna there is incredible. Wowee, Rory. That is definitely our best episode yet. If you enjoy that episode, please subscribe to Don't Miss the Bus on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from so you never miss an episode. And please follow us and like us on Facebook and on Instagram. And we're also on Patreon too. 
please also don't forget to rate, review, and tell all of your friends so they can also jump on the magical school bus of the Don't Miss the Bus podcast. Happy travels. Happy travels.